toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love to awaken our souls we are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrienne Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. Namaste. My name is Nistella Joy Davy. This is Ron Interpreter, and you're listening to Be the Love Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. Thank you again so much for tuning in this week. I'm Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey with our special guest, Dr. Joel Bennett. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey, and we are on a mission to raise the consciousness of humans and the planet, and we need your help. Please spread the word to your family and friends and join us every week. Consider becoming a Patreon supporter or a sponsor to help with the operating costs like editing and the many hours we spend creating these shows with quality guests and content. And if you have resonated with our mission, support us in a way that raises your vibration to love. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin to take a moment to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release in this now moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself. And imagine breathing that light and love and send it back to all of humanity. Remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. If you haven't heard, we at Be The Love Podcast are so excited to announce the Awaken Your Soul Costa Rica Retreat on November 6th through the 12th, 2023 at the Magical Sunshine Sanctuary, a jungle boutique in the Montezuma Bay area. Our women's spiritual retreat is designed to raise your vibration with yoga, meditation, cacao ceremony, ecstatic dance, sound healing, a deep dive soul journey with ocean energy, and authentic Costa Rican cuisine. We would absolutely love to have you join us in this beautiful location and experience. This is an intimate group setting with very limited availability. Check out the webpage with details and registration in our show notes. Register now for early bird pricing through May 1st, and we can't wait to connect with you. Our guest today is Dr. Joel Bennett. He is president of Organizational Wellness and Learning Systems, known as OWLS, a consulting firm specializing in evidence-based wellness technologies to promote organizational health and employee well-being. Dr. Bennett first delivered stress management programming in 1985, and OWLS programs have since reached nearly 250,000 workers across the United States and abroad, including training over 1,000 facilitators and coaches. He is a primary developer of team awareness and team resilience, which are evidence-based culture of health programs recognized by the U.S. Department of Health and Surgeon General as effective in reducing employee behavioral risks. In 2022, Dr. Bennett was acknowledged with the Lifetime Achievement Award from the National Wellness Institute and internationally with the Positive Leadership Award from the Positive Leadership Institute. Dr. Bennett has authored and co-authored seven books, including Raw Coping Power, Heart-Centered Leadership, and Your Best Self at Work. 
Thank you so much for being here with us today, Joel. Thank so, you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to dive into this conversation. Uh, I am really curious, like how this journey of yours started. What has your spiritual path uh, led you up to this point? Well, you know, it's always people ask that question, <clears throat> you know, in, in time, in linear time, <clears throat> there's one answer and then there's the outside of the linear time answer. Uh, the linear time answer, and I, I talk about this in uh, Quest for Presence, um, I must have been five or six years old, and I became aware, laying in bed at night, that uh, my body was going to end. I, I became just vividly aware, like, I can sense that I was going to die. Not in that moment but just the awakening consciousness that my um, life has only, only so many years to it. But it wasn't a cognitive, it was somatic. So immediately I can feel what, I have no other word for other than the void, just the void. So of course, you know, I'm freaking out. I go to my, my parents, they're laying there in bed. I tell them what's going on and they go, you're too young to think about these things. Will you go back to bed, please? And so <clears throat> that's it. You asked me where it started. That's where it started. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a profound memory for such a young boy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's and it just goes on from there. I mean, <laughs> it's been a quite a journey. Um, so I'm grateful to be here because um, what you guys are doing um really resonates with what's needed in the world. And what I especially love is that you both, and correct me if I'm off here, that you each have your own independent work. So when you when you do your podcast, you say, hi, I'm Brenda, this is what I do. Hi, I'm Stacy. this is what I do. And here you are coming together, mm -hmm. common dialogue. And that's, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I don't know how normal that is <laughs> you, know? <laughs> um, you know what I mean most people have their own podcast their own thing and and there's less of that collab you don't you don't see that collaboration as the norm hmm. well thank you yeah, yeah thank yeah. you and I don't I'm think Stacy and I are are all that normal but we'll take it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> normal is overrated right yeah right <laughs> Yeah, we like we like to, um, you know, create those deeper conversations and it's a fun, you know, to really collaborate and, and build those that relationship, you know, with each other and then with our guests and, and provide that common vision. So, yeah, it's it it's it's not the con the content is, of course, wonderful. And yet it's there's another message here by virtue mm -hmm. of the fact that you give each other the space and you have the space and yet there's something else that's emerging out of the openness to that dialogue mm -hmm. and i think there's so much out there I, I i don't mean to contrast it for the effect but that's spirituality to me mm -hmm. you know creating that space where we can investigate together as opposed to this is the way it is this is how i see it and these are the paths and these are the tools and these are the techniques and here's the content. So to me, it's not about the content, if you hear what I'm mm -hmm. saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, it's about the, the maybe the message of what we're creating together um, versus what we're actually saying. Yeah. And, and so I think um, it's so beautiful. Um, you know, that, that brings me to think about what you talk about between time and intimacy and creating, you know, these deep relationships and connections that we can have with each other. And I'm just curious if you can talk a little bit about, about that in your perspective. Well, I, I mentioned, you know, for the, for your listeners, this is a follow-up to the podcast you guys did. <laughs> what was that? February 20. Uh, uh, radiate your love, right? Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, 
I was listening to that and you talked about um, healthy boundaries and discernment mm -hmm. and um, it takes time uh, to discern. And in fact, one of you said um, it's not glamorous. I forget what you were, you were saying. There was a patient, you know, the work of being married, I think when, was, you know, it's, it's, you know, you know, you didn't go into it thinking this was going to be as much work as it was going to be. Yeah, that, that would be me. <laughs> not glamorous. No, not at all. <laughs> so this is interesting because I used in I wrote Time and Intimacy, which is a, an earlier book, but in there I talk about these four parts, kind of like I like using little tools and kind of like you know acronyms and things like that for helping people. So, you know, in the recovery movement, I, I was actively <clears throat> involved in 12-step um, programs for a while and um, codependence. I identified as a romance addict, which, you know, is, you know, you fall in love every other week with whatever you're falling in love <laughs> with. In that work, they talk about into me see. I'm sure you've heard that phrase that you know, okay, it's it's a certain healthy way of setting a boundary. Look, I, I get that you want me to do X, Y, and Z, Mr. or Mrs. Lover or partner, and I need to take time for what I need to figure out before I can make the next move here. And so that's intimacy, is that idea of intimacy, which is that self-intimacy, which is what a lot of what you've talked about and being able to discern to have the opportunity to know hey wait am i just falling in love again am i giving myself away again am i doing things that don't feel resonant with me into me see and there's these other there are three other parts to this it's sort of like three stanzas and a, a four stanzas in a song or if you will, four instruments in a quartet. Um, the other one is in time I see. So that you're, you're giving yourself the opportunity to wait with and to allow things to unfold and to not push the river, but to see what's really here for us. You know, what's here What's what's meant to be here that in time I see? That's another form of intimacy. And then the third one is you add in, depending on your karma, mates, like in time mates see. Because I think I think I was listening to Brenda that the work that you were describing with your husband, which I it sounded really cool. Like you guys have really have developed something where you work at it together and you both see over time what needs to happen next, you know, and, and where are we going and what should we be doing and uh, having a more mindful and deliberate approach to the relationship. So that's a whole nother level of intimacy. And it involves taking the time, you know, yeah. I, I often say patience is underrated in our culture. Mm. True, <clears throat> true, true. I, yeah. yeah. And then the fourth one, which is gets to the spiritual, is and I, I often read. I have it. I have it here. This quote is into my sea, which is S E A. And when I came that up, I didn't know about this poem from um, Hafez. And in this poem, he goes. There are so many gifts still unopened from my birth from your birthday. There are so many handcrafted presents that have been sent to you by God. The beloved does not mind repeating, everything I have is also yours. Mm. Please forgive Hafez and the friend if we break into a sweet laughter when your heart complains of being thirsty. When ages ago, every cell in your soul capsized forever into this infinite golden sea. Mm. And it's so powerful because that's a synchronicity for me that, her, I didn't know about this poem, 
And into my C is just into your life. You know, you're just, you're, it's not even about the, the question of into me, see, is like no longer even relevant anymore because you don't care. You're just living God. You know, you're just embracing love. You're just going from, like you said, you, you know, you're talking to the lady at the cat, the cashier, and you're being fully present and loving to the cashier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's part of your C. You know? <laughs> so that's, I hope that that's a quick way to kind of encapsulate the relationship between time and intimacy. Thank you for that. I, I love the acronyms there. That it always helps me to have something to uh, remember big, like bigger concepts for. And and speaking of bigger concepts, so your um, your book of becoming a connoisseur of time, and you mentioned at the beginning linear time. And then explain to us the other form of time that you go into in, in your book or kind of as like a continuation of here's linear. And now what is your uh, explanation now of this bigger perception of time? Well, we just don't have enough time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because there's so many I mean, there's so much research. There's so much here. I mean, it's one of the most uh, compelling topics of philosophy and psychology and spirituality. So not to get too cognitive about it, um, one way is to just ground it in the moment that here it was, I, I, I selected that particular podcast that you guys had did on February 23rd or whatever, right? And it just, it just, I was going through and I thought, which one can I listen to now? And that was the one, you know? <laughs> and so that's synchronicity because it really, everything you guys talked about there really resonated with what I believe to be a core piece of this work, mm. which is everything we just, you know, the, the intimacy piece. And, and so synchronicity is... Uh, uh, I call it a soulful capacity. And I'm only bringing this one element in because we could talk about anyone. But synchronicity is very magical because it starts to, you start to recognize, you know, Jung, Jung Carl Jung, who many believe coined it, called it an a-causal, right? It's not about cause and effect. It's a-causal, meaning it stands outside of, the linear cause and effect reality that we're used to, all of a sudden something happens like, how did that happen at the same time that I was thinking this? Mm. Or, you know, the classic example, you go to call somebody you haven't talked to in 10 years and you pick up and you, as you're calling them, that you pick up the phone and there they are. Yeah. And, and, um, but synchronicity is happening all the time and it's a capacity we can cultivate. So it brings us into this notion of, of time that's beyond our our clock time or linear time and um but it's one in our there are many soulful capacities so how we come to time in the abstract sense of what's really happening um is through cultivating our soul or for getting in touch with our soul you know it's like hafez said you know hey you know <laughs> Your every every cell in your soul has capsized forever into this infinite golden sea. So just forget about it and have some fun, you know. <laughs> and, <clears throat> let it go, man. And I use the metaphor of a here. I I sometimes will do this. I have in here of the hourglass. So my hourglass is getting so old that sand is falling all over the place. <laughs> so you know, you look at the hourglass. And you look at the center of it and, you know, people kind of use this as this is the moment, right? This is it. This is what's happening now. That's the past. This is the future. So we talk about be here now as kind of like being at the convex of mm -hmm. the hourglass. And I say in this work, what we're doing is taking recognizing that it's not just about be here now it's like stepping back and like be here for the whole of your life 
Mm. Be here for the whole time of your life. And so you're expanding your consciousness to recognizing that you have a past, you have a future, and we can get too caught up in the moment. We can get too stuck in the now. You know, be here now is also overrated for mm -hmm. that purpose because look, I mean, we have climate change. We're fucking up the planet. But you see, my <laughs> point is that we haven't been, we haven't been, we haven't learned anything other than clock time and be in the moment. Mm -hmm. So we have to recognize that there are other forms of time that are operating on a much larger scale. And the best way to do that is to look at our life. You know, in grief recovery work, there's an exercise and we talk about it. You create a timeline of your life from birth to, to death. And you in the, on that timeline, you put significant events that have happened to you and uh, in particular losses, right? The death of someone or the loss of a pet or and then you reflect on what impact that has had on you. So you're, you're looking at your whole life and you're starting to recognize more or less your mortality. And it's being willing and able to do that work, I think is what's gonna help us heal the planet. Hmm. So, so a whole time perspective rather than a be here now clock time perspective. Hmm. So it sounds like really zooming out beyond the the now and and but looking at everything. Um, would you say that's yeah, looking at well, I guess you're looking at your whole time, the whole your whole life all in one, um, recognizing that you have from point A to point B, which is kind of linear but you're but you're also expanding outward so you're expanding um you know recognizing yeah you're like you said your mortality and then i'm wondering um you know kind of within that flowing with this idea of time and as you're zooming out you know how like recognizing and trusting the synchronicities that are flowing into your life and that when you're actually able to connect on a soul level in the experiences that you're having um, and maybe not getting attached to those being, you know, connected to your linear mind humanness, but um, creating the space to to flow with what is when you're in alignment with your soul's path for the whole exactly you know i, I may have been <laughs> you in the pot no you got it. it it was in the in the podcast it may have been you who said what happens when people don't return your phone call and how you might uh go off the rails wondering what it was that you did when you call people and they're your friends and you thought you had a relationship with them and you're being ghosted or and you said i think it was you said something like at that's the point where you tune in to your self-esteem and start to do that inner work, which is not just about letting it go, but also having this recognition that now may not be the time for this to happen and mm -hmm. to trust the pro, just like you said, to flow with it and to trust that process. So it was a, it's the same thing that you were just talking about, except in a context of of relate of relationship and love relationship or friend relationship. You know, you know, I could um oh man, <laughs> being a romance addict is hard. You know, <laughs> you, you you what happens is you get rejected. Uh, I'm speaking in the third person here to kind of just make it easier. You get rejected and then you go to your dorm room for two months and sulk, you know, <clears throat> because you're afraid to be out in public because you're afraid that your self-esteem will get hurt again. And um, it's, you know, being being young and in love, um, <clears throat> whatever that means. <laughs> I hope that was fitting there because you, <laughs> there, you, you, when you're, when you're not old enough, you can't do what we just said. There's no way you can do that. <laughs> It's like, 
he left me. (laughs) You spend hours listening to all these songs on the radio that (laughs) basically perpetuate the pathology, you know? (laughs) know? And and there there are hundreds of songs. (laughs) So anyway, it it takes a lot of time to cultivate (laughs) this flow with the the circumstances. I know um, it's taken me years, you know, yeah. and to like, and then, and then to like, you know, switch it inward. Like, how, what am I like doing to co-create this experience and, you know, and, and being able to flow with that and, and do that inner work. You know, I know when I was 16, I wasn't thinking inner. <laughs> no, I don't think any of us were. <laughs> Oh. You know, it's, it's, we could talk about men and women and the differences there too. <laughs> this is Brenda Carey, co-host of Be the Love podcast, and I love starting my morning with rituals. And one of the rituals that I've really been enjoying lately is drinking miracle tea. This tea has amazing properties to help me get into that rhythmic cycle of my day, especially to start and end my day, to reduce the stress and anxiety that just modern life brings, to raise my vibration and create more joy and love. And this is Stacey Musial, co-host of Be The Love podcast. I too have been really enjoying the morning ritual of miracle tea. I've noticed that I've received better sleep and you know, better sleep means a happier, more peaceful start to my day. And who does not want that, which also increases productivity throughout the day. And I really enjoy looking back at my day and really feeling amazing about it. And you can visit the love and abundance store at drvarungandhi.com for more information about the miracle tea. You can also listen to Dr. Varun Gandhi's episode on Be the Love podcast, episode 106. So, I mean, you're talking about, I love how you call romance as an addiction. Uh, what, how does, how does time play with like other forms of addiction? Um, I, I'm curious, like someone who struggles, whether it's more of a, a substance addiction or an emotional addiction, or because I feel like this is something very real for people, like, because they just feel either there's like, there's this time scarcity mentality where there's all this anxiety around, I don't have enough time to do all the things that need to get done, or I'm wasting my time doing these addictive patterns and I can't get out of it. Like, how does how does this role of time as you see it really help people kind of shift out of their whatever addiction that they might be oh, struggling oh, it's, with? It's how it's another way that I, I came to this work because you asked me how did I get started on, on this path? And so I want to bring it back to make it real. I grew up in a home where there was alcoholism mm. and um and other forms of abuse, if you will. And it was only when I started to recognize that my intense attachment to women uh, at that point in my life, young as a younger uh, man, was keeping me from living my life, you know, from being actually healthy. And so... <clears throat> There are, there are many different ways to answer this question, but I'll start off by making, again, the frame, you know, in the connoisseur of time, I make the distinction between the connoisseur and the addict. Mm. So the connoisseur takes their time to cultivate an, an attitude of savoring and of looking at the nuances of things, whereas the addict is, I want what I want and I want it now. And, you know, there's no nuance at all. Um, you know, you, the, as I said in the in the book, a, a friend of mine who was a bartender can tell the difference between a, a connoisseur and an alcoholic when they're at the bar. You know, <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, it goes it's pretty quick. So time right there. And so there's so many levels. There's a physiological level where we know that addiction 
sets up certain um, dopamine circuits or in a brain where the craving gets to be so strong that one at level, they can't go without it. Mm -hmm. And um, we know from the brain research that um, once, if that happens when you're before 21 years old, or it's much harder to, um, to recover because you're doing it at a stage when your brain hasn't fully developed. So addiction, uh, you know, that's why all the money is being spent on prevention with, you know, children and adolescents. <clears throat> so at the physiological level, um, at the psycho-spiritual level, you know, as a 12-step person, when you're working the steps, you have to slow down. There's no way that, you know, and having worked with people in addiction who are constantly coming back to the first step uh, because they have to admit their powerlessness because the, the, whether it's, whether it's pornography or relationship, you know, quote process addiction, or it's a substance addiction, there's something else has taken over their life. <clears throat> and so the way they know that is that they can't go very long. They can't go the, the time between their previous episode and their next episode uh, is can only go so long. That's what craving is. Hmm. So whether it's 12 step or some other therapy, very often it's about pacing between that. So you can lengthen that out and lengthen that out and lengthen that out. And so each of the steps does that from that kind of that work. But there's also another level, which is in, and I'm going back to time and intimacy. You're, you're familiar with transactional analysis. I like, I haven't talked about this, you know, the TA scripts, you know, uh, I'm okay, you're okay. Uh, mother scripts, father scripts, you know, um, you did me wrong is a script. Um, I'm better than you is a script, you know, that we play out in our close relationships. You know, I'm the one who does the dishes and I do everything around here, which is a script that I use quite a bit. And my wife and I go at that. <laughs> but that's at one level. And, and whenever there's a script, it's a routine. And whenever there's a routine, there's some type of addiction going on. You know, you're, you're addicted to your viewpoint, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> that that's the addiction, which we don't talk about. But I do like the Jungian perspective because there's also an arca script because the archetypes are there. So just if we use that one, the archetype of the martyr, you know, that if you look at, um, oh, Carol and Mrs. work on sacred contracts, mm -hmm. great work for this because you start to realize this is a pattern. You know, why do I, why am I always a martyr? Why am I always being a prostitute in this relation, in relationships? You know, why am I, you know, I mean, she has a number of relationship archetypes, Don Juan, you know, martyr, prostitute, pimp, you know, um, these are archetypes. And so you start recognizing that there's a deeper pattern here that has more to do with your soul work. You know, it's not just the script at the TA transactional analysis level, but there's, there's, you know, you guys talk about ancestral patterns, and we, which is why I feel such a resonance with you guys, because you really unpack that. And some of those patterns are inherited from the family system. And then there's the holo script, which goes back to Hafez, which is, wait a second, there's a much bigger story going on here. That, that has to do with what's your purpose on the planet right now? And can you, can you talk to those little you know, voices in your head and say, hey, guys, I get it. You know, I know you want to play martyr right now. Or, hey, you know, I, I know, you know, I, I, um, my brain is all over the place, but I'm a big <laughs> fan of Florence and the Machines. <laughs> yeah. And she's got, she has a handle on a lot of this. She has this song called King. I want to be king, you know. Mm. And it's that, that archetype 
it's we, we don't need to talk about politics and <laughs> but the point is is that you start recognizing there's more to this life than my little incy bincy script which is only functioning in this amount of time my arca script which is taking me years to figure out in whatever therapeutic work i've done to like wait what is my soul's purpose <laughs> in this planet during this time so that's the holo you know in terms of the hologram or the holographic universe that um a number of people have written about mm -hmm. so time right there you can see there's like a funnel right so this particular script you know i do everything around here <laughs> you know well wait what's going on there that might be pointing me to something bigger than than this i hope that is not too esoteric and no, no, it's, um, yeah, love it. And, and yeah, to make it maybe, um, tangible for our listeners, I'm, you know, bringing those scripts in, right? So I think there's a lot of scripts at play and people, you know, maybe, um, can resonate with some of those archetypes. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, what are some ways we can really begin to shift that level of consciousness of this, uh, of the scripts that we have through the, the constructed idea of time and, and moving outward to our to our life and really zoom zoom out to uh, change those stories. Oh, I mean, there's first and foremost having these kinds of conversations with many people. We mm -hmm. I just did a live podcast and we had about ten people on and. We just talked about these ideas and giving people the space to talk about where they are in their life about it. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Um, in our books, we have lots of tools that we use. So the Connoisseur of Time is available at no cost, free download from our, our website, www.presencequest.life. And um, I'm not saying these are the be all end all, but but the, the first thing is to recognize that at any given day, this is one exercise. So, and I'll walk through it very quickly. At any given day, your attitude toward time is going to, is going to fluctuate. So I'll read, I'll read three statements and then you could tell me which one you resonate with. And then I'll go to the next place where, so you can see how this particular exercise works. So as the listeners are listening, you can listen, which of these three do you resonate with? So the, the um, um, I never have enough time to do what I want. That's statement number one. I never have enough time to do what I want. Uh, next one. My efforts at managing time are sometimes effective and sometimes not effective. That's the next sentence. And then the next one, number three is, <clears throat> I'm attracted to the unfolding and fulfillment of my destiny. Mm, I resonate with that one. <laughs> I do. Me too. But if I were really honest, our days when I bump back to the middle one and I'm like, but ultimately, I, <laughs> yeah, ultimately the last one, but they're like, yeah, sometimes I'm effective with time management, sometimes not. <laughs> I can well, bounce back. Well, see, see, so those three right there, I never have enough time to do what I want. I want to say is that is pretty advanced. So I'm going to read you the lowest one. We are all going to die anyway. Why bother setting aside time? <laughs> that sounds pretty hopeless. Yeah. yeah, well, I know people who resonate with that. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> I, I. <laughs> so... So that so that to Stacy's question, that's the first is to do an exercise like that. But then mm. the next part, what what is your feeling associated with that statement? So for Stacy, I'm attracted to the unfolding and fulfillment of my destiny. What's the feeling you have mm. with that? Well, it's it's really um it joy, excitement, abundance. I feel like, I feel like I'm in the flow. Like, and, and this has really shifted for me, um, over the last couple of years. Um, I've, you know, I've, 
I've sat with um, <laughs> different plant medicines in the last like few years, um, and it's really opened up just my my sense of purpose and moving through all kinds of layers of things. And and so my purpose, my sense of purpose has that's where I've stepped into, and that's where it keeps unfolding in in these most beautiful and magnificent ways. And and I don't even feel like I'm working. It's just like this joy and it's exciting. And and that's where I feel like I'm really in flow. So so, so also effortlessness. Effortlessness. Yeah. Yes. Freedom. Like mm-hmm. I think of this freedom and expansion. Mm-hmm. So expanded. Yes. So so let me go uh, cause Brenda did say she goes back to the second one. So <laughs> I, I, what, what is your feeling about that? My efforts are sometimes effective and sometimes not effective. What, what feelings do you have around that? Uh, judgment. There's a lot of judgment and perfectionism and it, there's a, like a, a scarcity mentality in there. Like the not enoughness creeps up. Okay. So this is good because First, thank you for being vulnerable, both, sure. of, both of you right there and sharing. So now then there's a next part to this, which is I'm going to read um, <clears throat> another one, which I'm just going to make the assumption that this is uh, a one that you might aspire to, both of you. So I'll just, mm-hmm. for the purposes of this exercise, um, I am aware of and attracted to timeless and eternal qualities. My truest identity is ultimately beyond time. Mm. Am I right that that mm. that's a resonance at a, but it's maybe not there completely yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think there are glimpses, you know, like I definitely have glimpses of that, that um, higher vibrational uh, statement yeah. that you mentioned next time you have a glimpse call me please and tell me yeah <laughs> <laughs> i need as much of that as i can we all do we- <laughs> yeah <laughs> stacy were you gonna say something yeah i mean it's definitely one of those things yeah as i'm going through my day i um i i tend to be really focused on what i'm doing and then i you know forget to to kind of zoom out it's when I'm you know in in meditation or um really like taking that present moment um throughout the day to really tap into that and and to you know the eternalness of everything and um but yeah the the human mind it you know it forgets sometimes momentarily as you're (laughs) yeah and I think I get those glimpses mostly when I'm out in nature like I have to really remove myself from like like say Susan mentioned the focus and the to-do list and like once I can detach from that and in time has a whole other different meaning when I'm outside and I'm not connected to a phone or some kind of timepiece or, you know, anything in the familiar world, then time expands and opens. So it's like, I get glimpses. I mean, I wish there were more often, but for me, it's usually I have to remove myself from the familiar. Um, and then, and then it's, it's there. Okay. So this is the next step of the exercise. So we're just working through this exercise, right? The first is just Noticing where we we are hanging out, noticing the feelings around that, noticing what the aspiration might be or what the higher vibrational resonance is. And then this in this protect, particular exercise, we call that the threshold. So that that that's the threshold, those glimpses, Brenda. They're glimpses into that doorway, mm-hmm. you see, that crossing over that threshold. So when Stacy said, zoom out, it's like you're standing in the doorway and you're like, you're in your life with the, with the, with the attentional focus that clock time brings, task mm-hmm. focused, but you know, there's this doorway that is, uh, right there that you can like oh it's there i can see it there's good plan there's light coming from this other place you know 
So it's recognizing the thresh, recognizing that there's a threshold. So the exercise to make it real, Stacy, and this still might be abstract, but just noticing there's more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Noticing there's more to the time than just this time. And that there is universal access to the experience of timelessness. That there is time transcendence is a real thing. In fact, in uh, psycho-oncology and in nursing studies and in um, research on death and dying, these these are very much studied concepts in the scientific literature because that you cannot work with people in hospice and not deal with these issues. Mm. Of, of timelessness and time transcendence. So we're not, and you can look at that literature to find measures of these things and so forth. So we're, it may seem abstract and esoteric, but it's very, very real mm. in those very last stages of life mm. for many people. So now that you know that that threshold is there, maybe you don't have to wait till you're last days of your life to walk through the Mm -hmm. threshold yeah yeah absolutely living every day like it is you know just um like i think i i you know i think in our culture we we try to the the idea has been to live your life work your whole life then retire and then you know do what you want but you know it's really live your life as you're want to you know don't why wait till you're retired to to do the things you really want to do you can do them now there's plenty of time and space and you know if your heart and your soul are you know in alignment and just yeah it'll it'll you can make it happen this is where if you can you would at this point in the podcast you would play the kenny Loggins song this is it (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> now is the time. <laughs> that, is, that is an incredible song, by the way. Uh, I mean, because that's a song where his father had a heart attack. Mm. And he was, as I remember, I may be not recalling it all, but he said, you know, this is it. The waiting is over, you know, nowhere mm. to run, nowhere to hide. Because mm. he's trying to tell his father, you know, um, and it's interesting because as a, I lost my dad um, a few years ago and that song and then the Sting song, um, oh, uh, All This Time. All This Time. By Sting, you know, all this time the river flowed endlessly to the sea. If I had my way, I'd take a boat from the river and bury the old man at sea. Mm. And if you listen to the lyrics of both of those songs, it may, you know, it's like, that's what this this is this sort of like I'm sharing with you. How how could I not come to this work? Because, <laughs> you know, first I talked about pining away, listening to, you know, uh, old, you know, romance songs, you know, that, you know, kept me in my uh, my pillow. And but there's this other music out there that's so soul expanding. Mm-hmm. And um, I think. um my point in bringing up those songs is that this is it. Mm-hmm. This this is it. And we we sometimes take that, well, then I better get as much out of it as I can. But if we really look at the, the, the role of the whole time, we go, well, wait a second, what's my legacy? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do here that's mm-hmm. going to be for good? Um, and... And how can I be honorable in that? I love that sentiment of like we get to we get to choose our legacy, maybe perhaps a different one from our past, that ancestral healing, and that we get with this gift of time that we all get in this in this lifetime on this planet. Um, it's a beautiful reminder of that. And um, we are, this is kind of a great way to start to wrap up this amazing conversation. Uh, so please tell our listeners where they can find you and what you're currently working on. <laughs> well, this, <laughs> I'm always currently working on this. 
this, there's nothing else but this. <laughs> so no, I think presencequest.life is our website. And as I said, you can, we have a Patreon account that we just started because we're trying to, you know, build a, a, a following. And maybe I could learn from you guys because I think you've done pretty well. <laughs> um, uh, so that's where you can find and download the Connoisseur of Time at no cost. Um, and we offer uh, workshops, uh, you know, virtual workshops. We, we're in the middle of one right now. Um, and we welcome people to come to that and to do this work. Um, it's really, um, it's, it's, in those workshops, people pair up in between sessions to have these conversations. Mm. And they always come back and say, I found a friend for life. Mm. You know, because once you start having these conversations, you you open up uh, in a way that you may not have otherwise opened up, you know? So, uh, and I have a Facebook group. So if you come to the presencequest.life, You'll find that there and you'll find the book series coming out. We have book one is out, but we're going to have a total of five books um, over the next year, um, all related to this idea. So, mm -hmm. but I really um, appreciate what you guys do as well. And I'm so grateful and I hope that this resonates with your audience. Yes, thank That's you. Good. Thank you, Joel. Um, thank you for being with us today and sharing this beautiful space to have this conscious conversation. Oh, thank you. It's been a, an absolute pleasure. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Thank you. And here at Be The Love Podcast, we are so excited about our upcoming Awaken Your Soul Costa Rica retreat on November 6th to the 12th, 2023. And we would love to have you join us for a beautiful and vibration raising experience. Check out the webpage with details and registration in our show notes. And thank you for listening to Be The Love Podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your friends and family, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes or liking us on Facebook. And please consider supporting our mission to awaken our souls with a monthly donation that helps with the operating costs of this podcast so we can continue to spread the love. To contribute, visit our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Time. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Christy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphic. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey to align to our divine purpose and shine our lights. So keep on shining.